0: What is up Bulldogs and Beyond podcast listeners? It's Great Imbuelink back with uh, another interview uh tonight and uh, I'll be able to interview Malcolm Davis. How are you doing Malcolm? I'm good. How about you big dog? Doing good, man. I'm glad uh we were able to get this done tonight. Um going to have your one of your best friends Alex Ramirez on in a few weeks and hopefully uh we'll be able to get connected with him but um let's uh let's kind of get into it. Yeah. Um go
1: ahead and uh, describe to our listeners a little bit a little bit about yourself. Well, I've been here 5 years. Uh from Fort Worth, Texas. And I mean nothing nothing special, you know. Uh uh accounting major here in so You know, I gotta do something other than football in case I don't work out. <laughs> uh What, what position I, do you play? Uh full, position uh linebacker, outside linebacker. Yeah. Uh the last year I played a little inside and outside, but uh at the end of the, the season last year coach talked to me about moving outside and staying there permanently throughout the season unless like I needed to go inside in case they got banged up or something like that to help out over there. Great man.
0: Um so like you said you're another you're another fifth year senior. What has uh what's kind of Southwestern meant to you I was, I was able to talk to Corey. Um like I said earlier I'll be able to talk to Alex. Um and I, I even talked to Cal about this yesterday. Um, just South Swosu
1: is it's a great school it's a great community but what does Swasu kind of mean to you to me Swosu kind of it means a lot because coming out of high school I didn't really have much offers and nobody really wanted to give me a chance or anything like that but Swosu they did and it changed my life a lot have been able to get an education here at Swasu and just being around the community and the people here and I just feel like a family. it's a family here, and I really, I really enjoy it, and I love it, and I'm grateful for it.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that, man. Uh, out of high school, I didn't get a lot of offers. Um, actually, the Southwestern was the only school to offer me. So um, coming here, I, w- I probably would have never come here if it wasn't for football. Um, and then the school has been great. The more and more I've been here, the longer I've been here, um, the more and more I've liked it. Uh, it's kind of grown on me. That, that first year was a little rough, but, you know, that, yeah. that true freshman year as a football player is always a little rough on you. Um, anywhere you go, mm-hmm. but like you said, there's a there's a big you know, family group here. Um, that's what it feels like. Weatherford is really the town of Weatherford is really involved in the school. The school is really involved in the town, and uh, they seem to feed well off each other. And it makes for makes for a great city and a great school atmosphere. All right. So I want to go back to last year. Let's get into football a little bit. The defensive side of the ball. It seemed like um, last year under new uh, defensive coordinator Colin McQuillan. Um, First year defensive coordinator, and then again, you know, the entire team with a new coaching staff, uh, a new philosophy, a new mentality. Um, when graduate, have fun. So Coach Poe always emphasizes. But on the offensive side of the ball, there were a lot of struggles. Um, it took us a, lo- a little bit uh, longer than I think Popovich wanted to for us to get the offense down. But even on the defensive side of the ball, there was a lot of areas um, that needed improvement. Um, but what do you think from a year ago to
1: now? How much have you guys grown? I think we've grown a lot. Just last year, I don't want to say no one was bought in, but this year they're more bought in. Like everyone's doing the right thing, doing what we gotta do, and believing in each other and trusting each other and believing in what coach is telling us. And and honestly, like this year, this is a whole new group. It's a lot different than last year and whole D line and. Uh, Linebackers and DBs were younger. DB, they were here last year, but we're younger. DB, it's just I think we've grown a lot, a lot, and especially to having all these new guys and the way we gel together and doing well with that.
0: That's the thing, uh, Cal and I talked about it quite a bit last night about how the team really came together during this offseason. Because I know last year there were a lot of players on the team that didn't need to be here, and Cal said that you know, as soon as Coach Publish got rid of them, um, or you know, they they, they quit or uh, graduated or whatever they did. Um, once that, those guys kind of went away, the team really seemed to, to begin to come and be like a team. And -hmm. it wasn't the offense versus the defense all the time. It was, you know, the Southwest, Oklahoma state Bulldogs all together as one team. Um, and we saw that as, you know, coaches had us do team building exercises, had us group up in smaller teams amongst ourselves. And we had offense players, the defensive players, um, and we had to work, figure out how to get along, um, this uh this spring we had you know that basketball tournament at the, yep. before before spring ball really started and that was I mean that was probably the most fun I've seen a lot of the guys have in a long time um, especially here at Southwestern I know we've had some rough years in the past but uh, like you said the team's really gelled and I I could see that on Saturday mm-hmm. Thursday nights uh Thursday night with the Southeastern Eastern game the Saturday night against ECU you guys have really come together well and I was glad to be a part of that uh, part of that process and now I'm glad to see it come to fruition with you guys now. Yeah um and then how do you think you have grown as a player from not only last year but as as a true freshman coming in trying to learn everything because everything comes at you 100 miles an hour I mean it's probably I'd say um outside of you know the military which is probably one of the most stressful things you can put yourself through but in you know outside the military I think a true freshman at any level at college fall camp is one of the most stressful times of your entire life and I, I I think you would agree with that. So, so kind of explain your growth from your first day as a
1: Southwestern Bulldog as a true freshman to now. Again, I think I've grown a lot. Like just getting here as a true freshman, not knowing anything, not knowing what's going on, how I'm gonna get here, get there. Uh, just and then those guys that were here it would like help me. You know, they helped me grow and show me the ropes, show me how things are done and stuff like that. And then football-wise, like I feel like I've grown a lot because coming as a freshman, you don't really you look up to those older guys and stuff like that. And as a freshman, I couldn't see I didn't see myself as like well, how I'm gonna be my senior year, like how I'm gonna lead these guys, like what am I gonna do to set an example. And I think I've grown in that category because like I mean, there's a lot of those guys that look up to me, and I know what to tell them, and I know. I know I've been there. Like I, I know what you're gonna go through. I know how you feel. Like whether it be playing time, whether it be class, school, anything. Like I've been through it, so I, I feel like I can tell them. And I've grown in that. And it's just, I feel like I'm very helpful with them. And it, I, it, it makes me feel good because, I was there looking up to those older guys, and now I'm in their shoes and doing what they did and helping people out how they helped me.
0: And yeah, I. Obviously, I came in as a true freshman. Um, I, you and Alex are best friends, so I hung out with Alex a lot, and you were always around, and I really appreciated all the the time you spent just talking to me. You know, because I was stressed as you know, as all get out, and I know mm-hmm. you can probably remember some of those times where I was just you know not getting it, and I really appreciate you and uh, sticking you know sticking sticking by me because a lot of those guys wrote me off, mm-hmm. but you, Alex, Corey, all the all the guys who are still here now, really. Uh, stuck by me, and I really appreciate that because I know it's not only helped me but helped, you know, the the younger guys now that are on the team. And um, I know I know they're in good hands with you guys. Yeah. So that's – and that's, that's great. Um, so we're going to kind of get into the games now. Southeastern, um, your
1: thoughts on that because I believe you guys played lights out. I feel like we played great, but I don't feel like we reached our ceiling or even came close to our ceiling because there's still mental mistakes, there's missed tackles on defense, uh, the offense. I feel like our offense can put up 60 points a game. It's just, we got to execute consecutive drives and do it all game and we got to play a whole game because I mean, first, we come out in the first half these past two games and we're running the score up and we're getting stops and then come second second half, we kind of die down. I just think we should finish the game and and we we can be great because if you look at these two games, like especially this e c u game we probably shouldn't have won that game if you look at the stats and stuff like that, and i don't know I, I feel like we can get better i just I want us to get better, and we will
0: um, so southeastern you guys had six turnovers mm-hmm. um, in the third quarter alone, three interceptions, two fumbles, and then uh, a guy tried to be a hero on the. Southeastern team picked up the ball, just made a huge mistake, and uh, dropped it, and then we fell on it for the sixth turnover of the game on a punt, punt, uh, punt situation. But the ECU game came a little bit different. Didn't have, you know, half as many turnovers, which is still ridiculously impressive compared to I believe last year. I don't know how many we had as a total team last year, yeah, but it know. wasn't near as many as you know <laughs> right. we've had in these first two games. Like we've probably even come close to to last year's number. But the ECU game, um, like you said in that first half, you guys came out on fire. Um, But that second half, both games, you're right. It seems like you just kind of, I don't want to say coasted to the win, but Mm -hmm. just didn't come out with the same type of energy. And um, I know Coach Bowles talked about that. And even that first half against ECU, he doesn't feel like, and I I honestly don't feel like you guys finished all that well that first half. Um, Mm -hmm. But give me something that you guys have worked on this week to continue to keep the energy that you have in that first half, hit them in the mouth, but you gotta you, know, you gotta keep punching, you gotta keep swinging, um, and give me some things you've worked on this week to, to continue that over into that second half. Really,
1: all week we just we've been trying to build practices on top of each other, good practice after good practice. We're trying to we want to we want to go up. We don't want to stay the same. We don't want to get worse. We want to keep going up, and coaches have been really preaching that this week. And uh, as players, I feel like a lot of the guys are buying in. We've had consecutive good practice this week and I feel good going into the game with, the, with everybody's minds, the attitudes and, and another thing is the attitudes uh, everyone's coming in, good attitudes to practice, I mean you know how it goes, some people that don't want to be there but nobody's really showing it and everybody it seems like they're bought in and I feel like that's a great way to prepare for a game
0: That's a big deal with the energy during practice week. because I know there were days where you know I'd be just dog tired and not want to do it but yeah, you have to go out every single day and continue to work, continue to push yourself and continue to push your teammates to to reach that goal. And I believe Coach Publish has, you know, set that philosophy in your guys' heads and your minds to you know, every day's a work day. It don't matter what day it is, you know, it could be Sunday, you go in the weight room, you put up your best number you've yeah. ever had on squat. And yeah. that's one thing that uh, you gotta continue to do and I believe you guys have done that and will continue to do that. Uh, but talk about the defense right now. You guys lead the nation at the D2 level in turnover margin with seven. Yes, Plus seven. Yeah. Plus seven. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't think that's ever been done here at Southwestern. I don't think we've ever been number one in anything. Yeah. Um, but that's that's just a testament to you guys. Uh, wh- why do you think that is? Why do you think you guys are committing so many turnovers?
1: That is a big thing that we focus on in practice is turnover circuit, we run to the ball, anytime the ball's on the ground, we're getting on it. You drop a pick, 100 up-downs after practice, so nobody wants to drop any balls and everyone's focused, locked in. And the crazy thing is that we're plus seven and I still don't feel like we've gotten to our ceiling yet. Like, we still, we're still, we still going up. And it's just, it's crazy to think of what we can do and what, how the games, that's, we're plus seven, but imagine what we would be if we could it correctly and being where we're supposed to be with no busts, no mistakes. And it's just crazy to think about. Um,
0: yeah, that game, that first game, I think Brayden Sweet had had two drop picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a couple of them were, were crazy. But that first one he dropped went literally right through his hands. And we were <laughs> like, yeah, that's why he played defense, Brayden. You know, but uh, you, and then Brayden came back and made an excellent play to, to get the first turnover of the game. But that so, like you said, that's one thing you guys work on. And I know I hated Catching a football against you guys because all y'all would be, it'd be the play. The play would be completely <laughs> dead, and I'd have one of you guys just come out of nowhere and try and hit the ball out of my hand. And I'm like, yeah. "There's no need." But that that's what you guys are taught. Like uh-huh. I'm over here trying to run a route, and I'm just getting you know murdered. But that's what that's what you guys are taught to do, and I believe it's carried over well into the games. Um, but now, opposite side of that, the negative side of that. You and I were talking about uh, before we started recording. The number of turnover or the number of penalties per game. In the last two games, we got uh, Southwestern, we have committed 25 penalties for 228 yards, which puts us in the nation at 159th. That's horrible. That is not good. That is something I know Coach Poblish hasn't been happy about the last two weeks. Uh, you guys haven't been happy with the last two weeks. Um, and a lot of it's just. But Cal and I talked about it yesterday, post play snap or post snap or, or sorry, post play penalties. Uh unnecessary roughnesses, personal fouls, just stupid stuff that doesn't need to happen. Obviously you're gonna have like occasional holds, occasional pass interferences. But what is one thing you guys have worked on this week? I'll talk to Cal about it and he said just keeping our composure and it's something I know it's tough because there would be times in practice in the games where I'd get frustrated and wanna just haul off on somebody, but you just can't do that. What is something Coach Publish has probably harped on all week long on penalties and trying to – because we should not be 159th in the country right, right now, but
1: but kind of give me your thoughts on that. We really – this focus, that's all it is. You just got to focus. Like those pre, pre-snap pre penalties, like that's that's all focus. That's mental. And those, unless they say roughness, that's – I don't know, like – the guys, like, no one's selfish, but it's just you got to realize the situation you're in, realize, like, the consequences of your actions and do better. And I feel like, I don't know, we're 159th, but if you ask me, we got the worst reps in the country, so.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. So, that's probably a little bit uh um, Yeah, I mean, I... I, I, I I'm excited to see you guys not do that this week. I know Monticello's always chippy with us, and I've never understood why. Um, Mm -hmm. And I guess it's just because we're better than them. But (laughs) I know this game's going to be tough on y'all because of how chippy they are, how cheap they are sometimes. Um, I mean, two years ago, we went down there, and the refs were so bad, we literally won the game on a fifth down. On fifth down, we kicked a field goal to win the game. Uh Like, I'm not mad we won the game. (laughs) But, like... Come on now, and that's going to be a big test for you guys this week. But I'm, I'm glad that Coach Publish is the coach he is because he doesn't teach that kind of stuff. He teaches you guys to be smart, right. um, good, good football players, smart football players, um, and that's one thing that this week I don't think is going to happen here as much.
1: I agree. I agree.
0: Um, so talking about Monticello, they have a soft, true sophomore quarterback. Uh huh. Guy was a true freshman playing last year. We talked about it before we started recording about how you think we're, that turnover margin is going to become even bigger. Tyler Moore threw two interceptions last week. One was he wanted a home run. That's understandable. You, you take one or two shots a game, and you either, you either score or it either gets picked. There's really only two options there. and You can't really fault Tyler for that. It probably wasn't the best story he'd ever made, best decision, but he was wanting to show, and um, you know, can't be mad at him for that. But the second one was, like you said, it was a batted ball, or his arm got hit, and just popped up, and you know it was a crazy situation. So, really, we should only be, you know, we should probably be plus nine in the turnover margin. Right. Um, But this week, a young quarterback, you guys have played lights out on the defense side of the ball these last two games. That's one reason you're two and zero. You guys are one of the biggest reasons you guys are two and zero. How do you guys keep the momentum going into this? Third game to come 3 0 since the first time since 1996 when we won the NAI National Championship. Uh, how do you guys keep that momentum going this week against a young quarterback and a, a young team in Monticello?
1: Get after him. Put pressure on him. He's going to throw it up. All right, like, there's a young quarterback. There's some good ones, but this ain't one. He's going to throw <laughs> it up. He's gonna We're going to get takeaways, and it's going to play a big factor in the game. And I don't, I want to say that execute after that, after those takeaways I almost a score every takeaway and just be great and do what we do you know yeah
0: and on still on the defense side of the ball y'all secondary our secondary is very young mm-hmm. Jalen Carr is a true sophomore started last year as a true freshman Uh Roselle Young is a true sophomore started last year as a true freshman um uh, oh, D. I can't think of his last name. Darius Franklin. Darius, yeah, Darius Franklin. He he's a true sophomore, isn't he? Yeah. He played last year as a true freshman. The yeah. only, the only fifth year senior on the in the secondary is uh, Braden Sweet. And I know we lost um, DeAndre Scott to an injury uh-huh. against Southeastern, which which hurt. But you really didn't see any fall off right after after he left the game. Right how do those guys you know know they're so young and know when they're they're not really inexperienced cuz last year like we said they played but those guys have a lot to handle every week um kind of give me your thoughts on them and how you, how
1: well you think they've done so far i think they're ballers i think they have heart to be that young and do what they do is is crazy it's crazy to see that they're they're true sophomores starting like and and doing good and Guarding the best receivers in on on the team and making plays and turnovers, you know, like our turnovers. Those are those are young. Those are young dudes that could, like mm-hmm. causing those turnovers, those takeaways. They're taking the ball from them, man. I just is is It's great to see as an older guy like those young guys being successful and doing good.
0: Jalen Carr, uh, he's an insane athlete. He pun- he returns punts. Um, he returns kickoffs. He sits back there at the corner sh- or safety spot. Um, and wreaks havoc on anybody who tries to th- throw the ball on his side of the field mm-hmm. he is an inch away it seems like almost every throw from getting an interception every time he breaks one up it seems like if he had if he was there half a second earlier that ball would have been intercepted and he 's going the other way for six mm-hmm. um, I know I'm excited to see whether or not because um, his his timing is impeccable like for breakups but if once he gets that one half set half step there, like, I think he's gonna have at least two tur- two picks, two fun, two something a game. Mm-hmm. And give me just give me your thoughts on Jalen because I know he works insanely hard in the weight room, in practice. Uh, just give me your thoughts on him.
1: Jalen's a, a great kid, I, uh, Jay. Like, he's just to see someone that young and doing what he's doing is just amazing to me. Like, I've seen some good DBs come through Southwestern, and none of them are true sophomores, true freshmen doing what he's doing, and I feel like. Sky's the limit for him, and he might have a couple touchdowns if he don't get tackled by the kicker. I mean, the quarterback, <laughs> but you know, we'll see. I, I got him. I got him getting at least two picks.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. He's he's gonna have five or six breakups this game. Um, that that young quarterback better not throw to his side. Mm-hmm. Um, so, give me your prediction this week. Calton said y'all are gonna blow him out the water. You agree? I agree. You I don't got, think you got a
1: score. I going to be realistic. I don't want to be like one hundred to zero, <laughs> but. I I'll say probably about sixty to three maybe. I uh,
0: I think our offense once they start clicking that's that's gonna be the most lethal weapon in the GAC. Yeah, Washington's yeah. ranked top ten, yeah, Harding's ranked top twenty five. But I don't I don't see Monticello doing anything that's going to worry us too much mm-hmm. uh, on the offense side of the ball, the way our defense has been playing. But at the end of the day, you can't overestimate or underestimate your opponent. Right. And I don't think you guys have. I think you guys have the great mentality. I saw a tweet uh, from, from our Twitter page, Swasu Football. Uh, go give them a follow. They, they come up with highlights, um, videos, updates during games. Uh, so if you're not able to watch it or listen, uh, that's a great way to, to follow up. At uh, Swassu Football on Twitter or on Instagram. Uh, football on Facebook be sure to be sure to follow them and check them out uh, but I saw a tweet and it said, you know, taking every day one day at a time, trying to be 1-0 by the end of the week, yeah. and that's thing Cal talked about last night, give me your thoughts on that how Coach Polish isn't talking about 2-0, and you're 0-0 right now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Monticello is going to be the first team you played all year to an extent you know, trying to get y'all to not overthink it too much,
1: uh-huh. 1-0 one no, 1-0, what does that mean to you? I appreciate I that a lot because you don't you don't you don't need to look forward to these other game like those games aren't here yet. You're not promised those games. You gotta be you gotta win this game, you gotta focus on this week, you gotta do what you gotta do against this team and win this game. Like there's no need to be looking this many weeks down the schedule, comparing yourself to this team or that team, seeing who they beat, who they lost to. It's about this week and that's all that matters. Is what's in front of you right now, and that's what you got to do. You got to take care of what's in front of you right now, whatever whatever's on your plate. You got to get that done, and uh, that's a big deal to me. The one and no thing. You got to go one and no. You got to take it one step at a time. One
0: hundred percent accurate, Malcolm. Uh, I talked to Cal about it last night, and I I tried to get him to talk about the. I know you listen to it. Try to get him to talk a little bit about you know the week after this with Wichita coming to town. Um, he said something about it. You know, he looked at it, but he's not focused on it. He's worried about worried about Saturday at six o'clock in uh, at Monticello. So um, I'm glad we're keeping that keeping that tone, mm-hmm. keeping that keeping that the same story. Uh, but again, Malcolm, I appreciate you coming on today. i um, so glad to have you here. I'm glad to be able to talk to a defensive player tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow evening I'll be able to talk to Roselle Young, a guy we talked about a true sophomore starting at the cornerback position uh-huh. um, but uh, any last parting thoughts? Uh, no, thanks for having me And uh, Again, listeners I'll be back uh, with Roselle Young tomorrow, but uh, tonight here with Malcolm Davis another great interview, hope you guys are able to listen, uh, give me some of your feedback uh, any questions you want me to answer uh, I'd be happy to answer them um, and uh, this is Greg Budix signing off, until uh, next time we'll see y'all later